Welcome back, nerds, to the Game of Nerds podcast, where there's no shame in having an unhealthy obsession with a fandom. I'm your host, Shannon, and on today's episode, we're talking all about how you can use your nerd powers to your advantage and be a better nerd this year. Joining me today is communication expert and founder of MasterTalk, Brendan. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm so excited to have you here. Of course. Pleasure is mine, Shannon. Thanks for having me. So yeah, my name is Brendan, as you mentioned. <laughs> I'm the founder of MasterTalk, a YouTube channel I started to help people with their communication skills. Basically, how I got started was when I was in university, I used to do these things called case competitions. So think of it like professional sports, but for nerds. So other guys my age were playing, you know, basketball or baseball or something with air and a ball, things I never really understood. What I did instead is I applied that same competitive spirit to presentations. So for years... You know, I was presenting left and right for fun, you know, something only a nerd would do. Yeah. And I, I coached dozens of people on communication. And then after that, you know, I graduated from university. I started working in corporate America, or I guess corporate Canada in my case. So I'm based in Montreal. And then I just asked myself, what do I do with my life? How do I add more value to people? That's what the idea for Master Talk came to be because I realized a lot of people were really bad at communication. But worse than that, <laughs> A lot of the content available to help them was terrible. Advice like, hey, Shannon, you should like uh, get up on stage and give presentation. You're like, wait, what? Like, what's the advice though? So I started making videos in my mother's basement. One thing led to another. And then here we are today. And I guess it's a nerd show. It's worth also mentioning that I used to be a professional League of Legends player also. Hey, that's kind of how the game of nerds was started. Writers weren't being given a chance by any of these outlets and they were being told left and right. No, no, no. The advice was kind of the same thing as what you were saying. Oh, put yourself out there. But instead it was, well, you just got to get published. But if no one is giving you a chance, how do you do that? So the game of nerds became that chance for them to get published. This is exactly why I think you are the perfect guest for our podcast, and I'm seriously so stoked to talk to you on this episode and hoping this kind of inspires nerds to make 2021 their year. So how we start our episodes is with a segment called Take My Money. What is taking your money, or what are you obsessing over right now? Jeez, what's taking my money? That's a good one. Yeah. I have to think about that one. I'm definitely fast food, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I, just, I don't know. I'm, I'm a sucker for burgers. We have this thing in Montreal. I don't know if they got it in the States. called poutine. Oh, yeah. It's not here, but I'm familiar with it. So I I understand there's no form of potatoes that I don't love. So it's just (laughs) some gravy on there. We're good. Um, You have it. What have you been? Have you been watching anything recently? Hmm. I'm I'm, I'm like a nerd of nerds. Like I literally spend time listening to personal development podcasts. I guess I've not. Is there a good podcast that you've been listening to that's been your favorite? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Seth Godin has a podcast called Akimbo. That's okay. amazing. He is, every single episode is basically uh, what you think. He just explains why you're wrong. It explains a different way of looking at things. So an example I can give you is he had one on the wedding complex on how the average wedding people spend like $120,000 on it. And he yeah. just broke that apart. He's like, with that money, you can go on vacation forever. Like, yeah. what are you doing with your lives? Instead, you're having a one-day event. where it's, So he just picks apart a lot of things that you wouldn't necessarily question and he just questions everything so it's just a lot of fun to listen to that one i'm gonna have to add to my podcast list because that sounds something definitely up my alley uh we have the ps5 now in our house um i haven't got to play it i haven't got it looks cool it is you know i got to press the trigger game in call of duty to find out it actually triggers like a real gun which is which is cool 
I haven't got to play it because my husband's a hawk, but that's what, <laughs> that's what's been taking our money and what we've been obsessed with if it isn't Funko Pops. Uh, the PS5 is the new hot craze item right now. Yeah, I'm with you. I used, I used to spend so much money on video games. Like, I used to be a hardcore league player. And then after that, I had like a PS3, Wii. I like spent all my first couple of thousand bucks that I made in my life and all that stuff. I guess I, guess I changed my mind over the years and moved it to YouTube video production. But uh, yeah. hey, definitely still a nerd. You know, as you grow up, you realize, you know, like my big thing this year was buying new podcasting equipment. And you're like, oh, you know, you're a grown up when new appliances make you happy. <laughs> That's good. I mean, yeah, I was pretty excited by this headset, you know, before it used to be like a laptop mic. People yeah. were like, why the hell are you guesting on shows with like a laptop? Like nobody. And I was like, oh, I have to like buy an external one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, the learning curve of podcasts. Gotta love it. Gotta love oh, yeah. it. Absolutely. Speaking of learning curves, I feel like this is a good segue into the main topic of our podcast. 2020 was a dumpster fire, to say the least. Our last episode was literally about that exact topic and what we missed out on last year. A lot of nerds and people just in general had to pivot their lives. So as a communications expert, why should we want to finally better ourselves this year? Mm, that's an interesting question. The, the way that I think about it, l- let me start with the basics. You know, did I struggle during 2020? Absolutely. You know, all my speaking engagements got canceled. I kind of just woke up and said, oh, shit. Yeah. But here's what people need to understand. They need to understand who the real enemy is. A lot of people think, you know, you ask people, who's your enemy? They might say, oh, my brother. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> or yeah. the guy who cut me off in traffic. I was like, wait, what is that? But people don't realize that we all have the same enemy, and that enemy is time. You can throw money at time. You could yell at time. You could tell time to F off, and time still wins in the end. And a lot of people, what they're saying this year, Shannon, is going, man, 2020 is canceled. What, can you go back to a bank and get a loan back for 2020? Hey, could you just add another year to my lifespan? (laughs) I don't think you can do that. Last time I checked, and if you can, feel free to send me an email. I'll be more than happy to learn more about that. But in the meantime, Given that we don't get the year back, how are we going to reinvest it? How do we use it to achieve our goals? And the people who reinvested 2020 or who do reinvest 2020 in a way that's productive, when the lights get turned back on, they're going to be sprinting for the finish line. That's what happened to me. I mean, before COVID, I never guessed it on a podcast before I didn't know what that was. I was yeah. like, what's guesting? Like, yeah. would I appear on somebody's show? What's a show? Right, I never understood that. So it's, it was a way for me to promote what I cared about. And a bunch of other ideas came to mind, like virtual presentations. But yeah. the key is the way that you cope is by pivoting with a group of smart people and figuring out what you can still do because the same amount of time is still running out on you. You are totally right. If this year has taught me anything, it's that if you don't adapt, you are left behind. And now as the words leave my mouth, I realize I sound like my mother when she talks about using a new phone or computer program. (laughs) But this saying is true. This year, a lot of people had to pivot. They either hid or they adapted and moved on. Those who hid are now a whole year behind. Those who are adapting have thrived. A lot of people said this was the year to grow yourself professionally, write the book, start the business find the job, etc. What's the first step of getting out of the overwhelmed mind frame of where to even start? Yeah, you know, I always like to start with something simple that, uh, you know, because I'm a big fan of simplicity, hence why I'm the communication guy. But the way that I think about it, Shannon, is the following exercise that any nerd can do right now. And this applies to nerds and non-nerds alike. And it's asking yourself a basic question that nobody does, which is what is your definition of happiness? 
No, it sounds very wishy-washy. But let me explain what I mean by that. Make a list of the things that actually bring you joy every single day. Because the issue with most people out there, Shannon, is that they use other people's lists. Right? I think that's, that's really stupid. They're like, they're like, oh, yeah, what brings me joy is a fancy BMW. I was like, where did you get that one from? I don't see you yeah. carrying it's that It's an imposter syndrome almost, kind of, right? Absolutely. Right? So I'll give an example. I'll share my list because yeah. I'm very open about it. So my list includes dance mini breaks in between podcasts or meetings. It includes dancing alone in my basement hour a day, karaoke in any different languages, clubbing. I don't drink, but I love to dance. Like, I'm like the worst person at a club. I just go there. I don't pay anything. I dance and I You leave. just want to dance and leave it. Like it's literally, they, they take such a loss. Like they lose so much money on me. It's amazing. I'm Even going when to I want Canada water. when all of this is over just to have dance parties <laughs> with you. Because we do, me and, my da- me and my daughter, we have dance parties every single morning when I get ready. Like that's our oh. morning ritual. Because I'm a firm believer in like dancing make, and gets your body moving. It gets you oh. in a good mood. And usually we try and pick a song could, to go with our day's theme. You know, like if we've got a whole day of mommy working, then it's, you know, mommy power female power you know songs and things like that <laughs> if it's a lazy day it could be like tonight today it was jack johnson and you know like things like that it depends on the day but i writing down lists is kind of where i'm at i'm a i'm a lover of post-it notes i know my love of post-it notes is good and lists are good when 95 percent of my ads on facebook and instagram are look at the newest post-it note color uh, <laughs> i feel kind of attacked post-it note i don't need all these colors <laughs> But I lists, love that. lists are kind of how I work. Um, I think my biggest problem is when the list gets too long. You know what I'm trying to say? Like, it's like, oh my God, uh, now I've got three pages of crap to do. And okay, where do I even start on this list of crap to do? Absolutely. So a couple of things. So one, you want that list, especially the definition of happiness one, to be very small. But one thing I really want to put an emphasis on so people, the nerds out there can really get it. You're getting really excited by my list. You're like, oh, wow, karaoke is amazing. But I can guarantee you, Shine, 90% of the people listening are like, karaoke? What? I don't want to That's your priority in life. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to dance. Are you crazy? That doesn't bring me happiness. And that is my point, Shannon. Where's your list? Yeah. Nobody thinks to make one. Start by doing that five things. That would be the first exercise. And then after you just do it every day and then you'll be a lot happier than you are right now. I don't know why nobody does it. Nobody talks about it. No, Other it, thing. That, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. That's uh, what you're saying is completely true. Everyone lives off everybody's life. And it, then they're assuming that their happiness is equating to somebody else. It's not. You're the only person who's going to make yourself happy. So whatever makes you happy, just do it and screw everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> easier, easier said than done for most oh, people, yeah. but I agree. Absolutely. Right. So the other thing I would say is, and we can talk about that part too, but I call it, it's Warren Buffett's focus framework. So basically how the story goes, Warren was on a, he's on a flight with this pilot and the pilot was, you know, his pilot for a long time. He was like, what do you want out of life? The pilot just said, well, I don't really know. You know, I like, I like being your pilot, Warren. Life is good. But you know, Warren is a bit pushy. So he said, no, no, this is what you're going to do. You're going to write 20 things that you want to do in your life like travel 50 countries, have kids, you know, whatever that thing is. So the pilot goes and writes down those 20 things. And then Warren looks at him and he says, pick five things, like your top five. Then he picks five. And then he says, dump the rest and focus your attention on those five things. The key is by wherever 
your focus goes, your energy flows, right? That's like a common uh, theme in this idea of high performance. So the same thing applies here. Once you pick those five things and then the, th the things that you bring you joy, you do those things and you're already ahead of most nerds out there or most people I would argue, right? So that would be my advice there. I have, I have only three priorities in my life. And what are those? Oh, sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. So the first one is master talk, right? So everything yeah. I do is to build the YouTube account because yeah. I want to live in a world where everyone has access to public speaking insights. Yeah. You know, I was speaking at like a rural village in India this morning. They obviously can't afford me. It's more about like a philanthropy kind of thing. And then the second thing is my family. I don't spend a lot of time with my family. I'm being honest. I'm somebody who works pretty hard. Yeah. But the time that I spend, I spend it very carefully. That's why I live with my mother. Right? It's not because mm -hmm. I can't afford to live out. It's because I just want to spend that extra time, the barely the time I have just taking her for a walk or something. And then the third thing is just overall growth. Right? I always want to be learning and growing, whether it's listening to books, podcasts, learning from other hosts like yourself. So those are the three priorities in my life. I don't really do anything else. Dude. That's it. We're like on a soul match. Like literally, like I say this and I'm like, seriously. Well, it, it, it's true because I'm very much the same way. Um, when, before I had my daughter, I was very, okay, how much can I get done on my to-do list? Like my measure of productivity was how much I could knock out in a single day. And then you have a kid come in your life or it could be any priority. I'm not saying just kids. Something else comes into your life and then you realize that's not a measure of your worth. At, at the end of the day, for me, if my daughter's happy, we have a roof over our head and the house hasn't burned down and everybody's alive, life is good. Like in the grand scheme of things, if I can get some extra things done with TGON, like I try and you know do my hours after she's gone to sleep and everything, it, it comes down to priorities, but also knowing and letting yourself have grace because at the end of the day, I can sit here and worry about the schedule not being done and thinking I'm letting down the fans. But the reality is Shannon, not that many people are going <laughs> to notice that, this, that, you know, the schedule is it in the grand scheme of things. It's so minuscule. And we, I think we need to be more focused on the things like you say that bring us joy and that make us happy and want us to move forward each day because like, 2020 is a dumpster fire. Like, let's make this year way better. I, I agree. You know, that I don't, that's the thing. I even push it further and say, I don't even call it a dumpster fire. I call it an opportunity to win. Because if you could win in this market, that's I mean, true. you know, doing whatever you want without COVID, what a joke. Yeah. Well, we, me and my staffers were just talking about this. You know, we had such a lull. We had every, all the media companies like pump everything out March, you know, through June because they were trying to keep up with the COVID. And then we had kind of a lull going into fall TV and now everyone's, you know, has ramped up for the new year. I am waiting and praying for all these people who have been working on their first television show script, who have been working on that novel, who finally said, okay, this is the universe saying I need to stop and work on this and that content out. We're about to have a massive influx of indie content and new, new stuff from new people we have never even heard from. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. That's awesome. So how can nerds play on their strengths? Uh, I see, you know, I see a lot of nerds putting their hobbies and passions now into LinkedIn um, and trying to play off those. Do you have any advice as a communications person um, in that kind of area? How can nerds make their superpowers into job related qualities? 
Yeah, for sure. The way that I think about it is, is this idea of how do you build relationships with people? Whether that's, you know, personal business or really anything is this idea of communicating more of who you already are. That's why, you know, it's great to be a nerd. I mean, I, I said it myself in my intro, I am one in that sense. And I think the key to that is the more that you embrace that, it's much easier for you to find the people you're meant to actually meet. You know, a lot of people in life, you know, and I'm sure you've faced this in your life and you've seen it, you know, we care about the opinions of other people. We're like, oh, you know, I wonder what Shannon thinks of me right yeah. now. You know, I hope she doesn't notice that I'm sitting on a mattress. Even <laughs> yeah. You know, all that stuff, right? You know, they, we worry. Yeah. Instead of just saying, hey, wait a second. I can't actually meet everybody. Let's kind of do the math here. And I'll, I'll make it quick, I promise. But they're nerds, so they'll wow. get it. Let's say we live for 50 more years. I'm sure you'll live much longer, Shannon. But let's assume 50, just yeah. for the sake of the math. And every day you meet one new person. Very optimistic. Most of the time yeah. you won't. So every year, give or take, you'll meet 300 people. Once again, don't want to make this a math class, but if you do the quick math on that, that's 15,000 people because it's 50 years times 300 people a year. So the question we want to think about, when we think about who you want to be, who you want to meet, what we want to do, is not how do I get everyone to like me, but rather, who do I want those 15,000 people to be? Out of a sea of billions of people, you only get to interact with at most 15,000. Chances are it'll probably be a lot less, maybe 1,000, 2,000, 3,000. Who do you want those people to be? And when you look at it from that lens, you kind of just say, oh, I guess I can be picky with the people I get to meet. So that means now you have to ask yourself different questions. For my type of nerd, where do other nerds like me hang out? So if I'm a Star Wars fan, what conventions can I go to? If I'm a, I don't know, a PS4 fan or somebody who likes video games or PS5, where, where, what, what conferences, which events can I go to to share my passion with other people? And just focus on those people. You know, I always say you don't need, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you don't need a lot of people to say yes to make a million bucks a year. Yeah. I, I think that you nailed the head on the hammer with the whole discussion of just you can't please everybody. Um, and that's kind of the whole reason why I started the Game of Nerds was I saw a lot of Entertainment Weekly and all these others saying, you know, Fantastic Four is the greatest thing since sliced bread. And you're sitting here going, it is shit. Whoever paid you to say that is ridiculous and it must have been a lot of money. But I know when I wrote that and we put that out, there was a lot of people who said, are you high? Fantastic Four is the greatest thing since sliced bread. I, you can lead the horse to water. You can't make them drink it. And I think the biggest thing for nerds is that that fear of, oh, somebody's not going to like me. How do you get over that fear that you're not going to please everybody? For me, it's easier said than done because I have that no give shits attitude. Like you can either take me, you either like me or you don't. But for some nerds, that's not, that's not a feeling they can deal with. Right. So there's two parts to that. The first part is saying that I get it. I get it. Most people, you know, are scared of what other people think. And it's normal. And the reason it's normal is because that's how our brains are wired to think. Our brains are wired for survival, not happiness, which begs the next question. What's the best way to survive, Shannon? The best way to survive is to cooperate. Well, if Shannon wants me to buy all these PS5 games, I better or else she won't like me anymore, which decreases my chances of survival. It's not the fact that we want to go against the grain, is that we understand by going against the grain, 
it hurts us, or at least our brain makes us believe that, even if I don't think that's true. But given that, we also need to understand the other side of the equation. The other side of the coin says the following. The most interesting people in our society, ironically, are the ones who are the most bizarre. Right? <laughs> you know, the actors that we admire, the people that we see at the top of the pedestal, they're insane. You know, I'll give you some random example that comes to mind just right now as we're talking. Taylor Swift. You know, we look at Taylor Swift, the singer, and we go, wow. Or I guess maybe most, maybe most nerds don't, but I go, wow. Like, she's amazing. Super yeah. talented. You watch her documentary. She works like a dog. Oh, yeah. You know, no, I just like saw that last dog. week. It oh, was, really? <laughs> yes, no. And I was, it gave me a whole new light to her. I'm like, oh, yeah. It's the kind of same thing with Beyonce. Once you realize how hard they work, you can't hate on them because oh, yeah. they're just freaking smart about how they're working harder, not, or working smarter, not harder. No, but rather, uh, that's correct. But let me build on that. It's so cool. I got, that was such a cool link there. But it's the point of trying, Beyonce's crazy. Like she's insane. Every time she performs, she literally goes backstage and watches her own recording. Yep. Like Kobe Bryant talked about in the interview. Every single time. Like she gives like a three hour performance. She's tired. After the performance, she watches the whole thing over again. I was like, what? So that's the thing. Same thing with me. The people that are successful give the image that they don't work hard. Like they give the image. They're like, oh, you know, I was successful because I got lucky. Because part of them are guilty that they think it was lucky, even if it wasn't. Same thing with me. You know, I seem like a normal person. I'm fucking insane. Like I'm writing. I write my master talk content three years in advance. Three years in advance. And I record a year in advance. Is that insane? Which brings me to part two. No, you're smart because if I had, had known my, like, but that's how I was thinking pre-kid that I was like, oh, I was ahead of the <laughs> game. And then you have the kid and then the whole world, like, like I didn't plan properly after my daughter arrived and she was, a, she is surprised arrived early. So she kind of threw a whole wrench in the whole plan. <laughs> but I love it's, that. It, it's true. Right. But the most important part, now that we understand that is the following. And I'll repeat this one twice because it's important. Your unique gifts are the sum of all of the qualities that the average person finds insane about you. Okay, I'll repeat that again. Your unique gifts, okay, what you're, you're meant to do that's only unique to you because there's only going to be one you is the sum of everything that everyone else finds crazy about you. It's not the fact that I can karaoke in eight languages. It's not the fact that I can dance alone in my basement. It's not the fact that I love Justin Bieber. It's all of the above. It's because I can karaoke in eight different languages that when I make content on YouTube, it's not, it doesn't sound like this. Um, uh, 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 I guys, I'm from brand new master. No, no, no. It sounds something like this. I'm able to learn new insights like the following because I can speak three languages and karaoke in five like mandarin and japanese i don't understand language it makes me better at pronunciation in my first language that's my my pronunciation is good not because i practice that's so vague because i sing in different languages that is that it's that weirdness that complete insanity of comparing karaoke public speaking that makes me one of the best in the world at communication coaching that's the point. Once you understand that your insanity is a gift, you can start to leverage that gift 
in a way that turns into this podcast, that turns into my YouTube channel in a way that nobody else can compete you with. And then you'll become one of those people that we look up to in society. It's like the complete irony of the whole situation. No, but what you said, I just had this image, you know, you're sitting at a job interview and a, a person says, I need somebody who can speak multiple languages. And you turn around and go, well, I can karaoke in five different languages. You know that employer's going, wait, what? <laughs> Tell me more. Now you've got, and you know, when that you leave that interview, that's the one thing that that interviewee or interviewer is going to remember the guy who could karaoke in five languages. It's what, how you said it was perfect. Your insanity is your superpower. You have to find what is your superpower and embrace it basically and use them to not only in job searches, but also, I guess, in, in everyday life situations. Yeah, I'll give you one other example. Elon Musk, you know how stupid it was for him to start a car company? The flamethrower always hits me. The flamethrower. Yeah, flame My brother has one of those. Like, you, can't, <laughs> you cannot look at me and go, the box says, not a flamethrower. And I go, how did he do it? Like, He's good. It's brilliant. It's, it's, it's the all, insanity. It's the insanity of it. Right. But just like, it's crazy. Like just to give people an idea of how insane this guy is. He exits PayPal, makes $165 million off the exit. And he puts every penny. He doesn't even keep a couple of million for himself for safety. He puts every penny into SpaceX, a rocket ship company, and a car company. The last time a car company was successful was over a hundred years ago. This guy's demented. And that's why he wins. The insanity the of key. it. I, but exactly. could you argue that this is what's making the influencer thing so popular is these Generation Z kids going out there and just making complete assholes out of themselves? Like the old school me keeps thinking, oh, the internet's forever. That may come back and haunt you later. Like at what point is insanity going to hinder your life for forever? I mean, we see this with celebrities, interviews or tweets they did years and years and years ago coming back to bite them in the butt because one person found that video. Right. The way I think about it is I think most people need more insanity rather than less. There's obviously going to be exceptions to the rule, but my general line of thinking, Shannon, is I think we need a more dose of it. Obviously, insanity doesn't mean like doing illegal things that are ridiculously illegal, that can endanger the lives of other human beings. But I meant more in the sense of you're a bank executive and you know for a fact that you make the best cupcakes in town. You've spent all the weekends trying all the others and they suck. <laughs> Yet for some reason, instead of starting your own cupcake side hustle and proving to the market that you're bound to be successful, you don't do anything. You just keep working the bank job. That's what I mean. Like, the world needs more insanity. I mean, don't you find it crazy that as a 22-year-old kid, I know you don't, but most people would. If I No, said, I do. I started a YouTube channel, executive coaching, like public speaking. And then I coach, I coach people today who are double my age. My average client age is like 47, and I'm 24 now. I forgot my age, too. Look at this. Is it crazy? But we were just talking about this before we started recording. Everybody has something that you're going to learn from. And even as I'm older, I'm in my thirties, I'm still learning from the young, you guys are teaching me so much that I did not know. Um, and if we don't learn how to work together, nothing's going to get accomplished. 
You know, we'd rather sit here and fight. Oh, well, you boomers. Oh, you millennials. You know, like if we'd all just get along and work together, the world would be a happier place here. Uh, I agree. In, In the same way, by the way, that I learned from 10-year-olds and 15-year-olds. Like, I have a little kids coaching oh, yeah. program. My most successful client is six years old. No. But do you find yourself, like, them saying something and you, then you seeing the world a different way? Because that's what, how, for nannying, when I was a nanny, I, the kids would say something and I would go, huh, I really, yeah, that made me contemplate light there. Like, you, like... I needed that today. Absolutely. Like, I'll give you a, an example. You know, I was coaching one of the kiddos, and they had gotten really good a lot faster than I thought, like in a week. So I was like, what, what's your secret? I just asked him. He was like, oh, yeah, Brendan, when I wrote the text, I highlighted words on the script, and whenever the highlight came, I just forced myself to pause. I was like, that's genius. I need to steal that. I was like, where did you get that tip? I've been doing this for five years. <laughs> He's been doing this for five minutes. He already has a tip to share. So yeah. there you go. The new brain, the processing is just, it's everybody's brain works a different way. What pop culture icons or characters do you emulate or wish you were more like? Huh, pop culture. There, there's definitely people I admire. Actually, there is there is one person, but I, I don't know if it's necessarily related to Nerdland. Does anime count? In, in oh, totally. Oh, yeah, no. Okay, cool. It's in our world here. Okay, cool. I was just making sure. So anyways, when I was 12, okay, the most important show I've ever watched in my life is called Death Note. Okay. And essentially what the show is about, so, you know, like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, that's all like, that, that all influenced my life too. But uh, Death Note in particular, basically the story is about a, a student named Light Yagami and what he does. It's one of the most popular animes of all time. And he, he finds a notebook and essentially what he does with it is he finds out later that whenever you write the name of somebody in the notebook, they die. That's what the death note is. So what he does is he goes on this quest to become the god of the human world where he kills every bad person in society. It's super fascinating. So, so in many ways, the main character of the show has been a big influence in my life. Just the way that he navigates you know, other people. Not the same way that I want to be that person, <laughs> but I just find him very fascinating. So he's someone I probably look up to, I guess, in pop culture. That was a very weird answer, but... Uh... No, it, it we're, it's always interesting me because I asked my staffers the same question. And it was so, because we cover so much at the Game of Nerds from anime, it's, I mean, books, comics, TV, movies, you name it, we cover it. So there was a lot of, lot of different answers. Uh, I got, everyone kept saying, Shannon, you're the Leslie Nope of, <laughs> I am very much Leslie Nope. I am the color-coded organizer. I hear everyone yelling and all I hear is people caring kind of the <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I also have a yearly motto that I live by and it's more Tony Stark and less Hulk. And by Tony Stark, I mean, nod your head and smile, Shannon, and just do whatever, do whatever you were planning on doing. Or if they say no, nod your head and find some other way around it. Um, and less Hulk, which was just less, letting little things bother me and turning into a rage like in the grand scheme of things is it really going to matter if you smash this to holy hell or not like is it really worth going hulk on it and losing your pants like that's a good eh, point we'll move on next subject um 
But that's just something I've kind of lived by for the past couple of years now. I think that's the real beauty of media and pop culture. We are given these characters that we connect with, that we often emulate. We take bits and pieces of our favorite and choose how we want to build ourselves as a nerd, um, take parts that we don't like. We want to be passionate and organized like Leslie Nope, have a kick-ass attitude like Tony Stark, and destroy when need be like Hulk. As a communications person, I'm sure you quote a lot of people or have different analogies. Is there a nerdy quote or analogy that has really kind of stuck with you over the years? I, guess, probably... I guess one thing that comes to mind is that computer publics see a lot to jigsaw puzzles for the puzzle nerds out there. And, and the reason I do that is because, you know, jigsaw puzzles. Uh, let me explain this differently. Let's say you were doing a jigsaw puzzle. Yeah. Which pieces would you start with first? I always start with the edges. Why would you start with the edges? Uh, because then I can fill in the center after. Because for me, it's always e that's how I learned, and it was easier for me. My me and my grandma always sat and did puzzles, so that's just how she did it. So that's how that's how I learned. There you go, perfect. So now the question is, why don't we do that in public speaking? You have a presentation tomorrow at work, in business, in school, and we always start with the middle. We shove a bunch of content. We get to the presentation. We get to the last line. It sounds something like this. Uh, uh, thanks. There's probably 95% of the president. So like with puzzles, start with the edges first. Practice your introduction 50 times. Practice your conclusion 50 times. What's a great movie with a terrible ending? A terrible movie. Same thing. And then I'll tackle the middle. So that's one nerd analogy I like to make that counts once again. No, that's totally, that's, hey, that's one of those things that just applies in life don't just try and do the middle stuff. Make sure you half-ass. Ron Swanson, don't ha don't half-ass something, whole-ass it instead. I think that's the, the oh, phrase that's, that he uses. You I'll know, take it. Don't half-ass it. Just do it right the first time so you don't have to do it again. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I love it. For all my writers and my cosplayers, um, like I said, the Game of Nerds was kind of a big step for them publishing on a bigger playing field. Um, we were the first place that told them yes. Um, for some reason, for some writers, we have been the only place that will publish them because there isn't a lot of places to go. Um, how can nerds put themselves out there more um, and just kind of overcome this fear of, I can't do it? Right. You know, you know, the thing that's helped me the most is this idea of don't sell someone who doesn't want to be sold. What does that mean? That means if you have a cupcake business, that's great, but don't try selling your cupcakes to someone who eats celery every day, all the time, in the same way that don't try and sell your celery to the person who eats cupcakes all the time. Same rule applies here. You know, and I started Master Talk in the same way when you probably started your ideas. I thought mines were stupid. I don't know about you, but I thought yeah. mine was the dumbest idea ever. Like I was literally, I know it sounds ridiculous now with the success that I have, but when I started. No, it's true. No. I, I was in the same way. I was hospital bed. I just needed an outlet and someone to talk to. Like I'm right. Here we are seven years later on a podcast. <laughs> there you go. Right. But just to use me as an example here, since I'm sure people know your story, is this idea of, uh, I was in my mother's basement with the phone, no budget, no lighting. And I was 22. And I want to talk about communication, public speaking tips for the world. Yeah, that sounds real smart, Brendan. So what kept me going? What kept me going is even if I only had 17 subscribers at the time, I knew who those 17 people were. 
and I would get dinners with them. And I mean dinners, like actual dinners with them. We'd go eat for chicken or if you're vegan, we'd go out for water. I don't know. Or salad. Yeah. Right. Same thing. Like, and they would pour their hearts out into me. They would tell me all the time why my ideas matter. Cause I think it's stupid. But then that one of those 17 people is like, Hey, you know, I've been watching all your videos and I go, why? Why would you bother? Then they go, oh, because of this, 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 this. And you're like, I never saw it that way. And then 10 becomes 100, 100 becomes 1,000, then you're done. Same thing with your ideas. No one is going to care at the beginning. That's normal, except the five people who should. And those five people get to know them. Because if you do get to know them on a very deep, intimate basis, whether you're nerding out about Pokemon, whether you're nerding out about anime, whether you're nerding about cosplaying or whatever it is that you care to nerd about, there are five people in this world that care about that thing too. I'm pretty sure. Meet them, get to know them, have dinner with them and figure out why your ideas matter. Let them tell you because once they do, you'll become unstoppable in the same way that many of you are listening probably message Shannon on a daily basis to remind her how important her platform is. That, yeah. I always tell my writers that even if it gets a hundred views, that means a hundred people somewhere in some tiny, it could be Antarctica for all I care. They read it and maybe they're sitting in bed or on their mattress right now. Like you are going, Oh, somebody agrees with me. Somebody sees the world to say, I'm not alone. And that was kind of my whole thing with TGON was you're not alone. Um, I know a lot of nerds, uh, in my situation, writing um, or cosplaying is another one. They don't have a lot of family support. And, you know, especially you live with your parents, you can understand this. When you don't have the parental support behind you, it makes it 10 times harder. Do you have any advice for those people who may be hitting, you know, running into a constant wall and they're trying to climb the wall at this point? Yep. The advice is start with one. You don't need your family to be involved with this. You know, everyone has a different objective. Like in my case, my mom thought I was crazy when I started Master Talk. She was like, you have a job at IBM. What are you doing making art? Did you quit your job? Like, what are you doing? And so I was like, no, mom, I didn't. But the point is, is it's, it is not up to them to figure out what you're trying to do. It is up to you. I was like spinning it on us because we're the people who are responsible for our own things. It is up to you to find the right people who will support you. You know, a lot of people ask me this question. They go, well, you know, were your friends and family supportive of Master Talk, Brendan? And I always go, yeah. But the reason they were is because I picked them correctly, right? I picked yeah. their, obviously you can't choose your family, yeah. but you can't choose the other, everyone else. You could choose the person you end up being with. You could choose your friends. You pretty much have control over 95, 99% of everyone you hang out with. Yeah. So it is on you to pick those supportive group people. And you know what the best part is? Is that they're the easiest people to find in today's generation. You know, yeah. something that used to take like, oh, I had to fly out to this conference. Yeah. You don't have to do that anymore. You know, you just go on a platform. Yeah, you go on a platform like yours. Let's say you got 50 writers. Well, that's, and let's say you're one of those writers. Ask Shannon to meet all the other 50 writers. Like, you know, it's not hard. It's easy to find that one person because once you find that positive person, it's over. And the reason it's over is because that one positive person probably knows a bunch of other people that I'm sure you'd love and that's it. Yeah. I, for me, it went back to your analogy of the selling the celery to the person eating a cupcake. Like there's certain people in my family who just don't understand the nerd world. So it's like, there's, 
you can support me on the outside, but I understand if you don't understand, <laughs> like, thank that's, you for just so appreciating key. my dream. Like that's at the end of the day, I think we just need to appreciate that everyone's trying to strive for happiness. It might not be your picture of happiness. Um, that's why I always say, do what makes you happy and everybody else can shove off because we're all just trying to survive this world. Right. In the same way that us as nerds, there are things that normal people do that we don't understand. Like, why do you go out to a bar every single night? Why don't you just read a book or something or play a video game and stay indoors? Like, it's the, it's the same both ways. It's right? true. Yeah. That's the key. Oh, I love this. Thank you. I, I love this conversation. And I'm so glad that I got to have you on here because I feel that nerds really just kind of need more people in our corner to step them out of their boundaries. 2020 was a kind of a wake up call that we've been hiding behind the computer and we can still hide behind the computer and be proud of our work. Um, I still have a few authors who aren't ready to use their real name on their work. Um, do you have advice for people who are afraid to put their real life persona on their work? I, I come from a, a, a thought process of if I'm going to write it and spend all this time into it, I'm putting my damn name on it and I'm going to be proud of it. Um, and some people don't have that mentality. How do you jump over that hurdle and be proud of your content and not be afraid? Right. The way that I'd say it is congratulations. At least you're posting, you know, that's the way I see it. You know, like you don't need to put something, you know, you need to put your name if you don't want to. I, I think for me, the difference, I guess we have a difference of opinion here. I guess maybe not to be honest, but in the sense of like, Hey, as long as you're creating content, I'm happy. Most people aren't even doing that. Yeah. Right? So, so the way that I think about it is the only difference between putting your name and not putting your name is if you want credit. Like for me, it's very important that I get credit for the work. And the reason is also selfish, but also so that people know who to aspire to be. So for example, if, if, I, if, I, like, if I'm the number one communication coach in the world, show the best content, but there's no image, like people don't know who's actually creating the content, I'll die anonymous. And if I die anonymous, my ideas won't spread. Whereas someone like a Gary Vaynerchuk, that I think is a great example. He's very Perfect. loud all the time. Yeah. But people, including me, by the way, aspire to be like him because we know who's creating the content. That's the only difference. If that's something you don't care about, then yeah, don't put your name on it. But if that's something you do care about, even if it's to your local community, like it is to me, then definitely put your name. But I'm just happy you're creating content. So I'll leave it there. No, that's it. I love seeing that point of view. I didn't even think of it that way. And, you know, I'm now putting myself in a writer's shoes. If I wasn't confident in my writing and I still wasn't ready to put my name on it, hearing from me that, yeah, you should probably put your name on it. It's not going to help your psyche any better. You know what I'm trying to say? It, it's one of those things as an editor, I, okay, step back. Maybe they just need another month or two of getting it under their shoes of working it out. And then they're ready to put their name on it and be proud. Baby trust steps. Me the, <laughs> trust me. The hardest part, Shannon, is not to change their name to the real one. The hardest part is actually making the content. I'm sure they'll come around. Oh, no. The, content is the easy. Thankfully, we are very much like, uh, unlike other outlets, my writers get to choose what they want. They always get to write what something that they enjoy, that they love, that they care about. 
um, they aren't being paid to say Fantastic Four is the greatest thing since sliced bread because most of them say it's shit. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't know, but I'll take your word for it. Uh, the new one. We The discussion is that Chris Evans should be the only human torch ever, so let's just leave it at that. You, nobody else should be the human torch. That's America's ass, and it should just stay that way. <laughs> uh, so... Let's talk about you, what's going on, what do you have coming out, how can people follow you to get more communication tips if they want to learn more. Give us all the details. Yeah, for sure. The details are simple. If you're someone who wants to master communication, you want to get better, just check out the YouTube channel. All you have to do is go on YouTube and type the word master talk in one word and you'll find me there. So you can watch videos about communication, public speaking, so you can share your nerdiness to the world. So that's master talk in one word. Awesome. And do you have anything special planned for 2021 or are you just waiting it out like the rest of us to see if you that's my big thing. Like I tell my husband, I'm like, I'm just waiting for conventions to open up so I can go back out into the real world. Fair enough. Yeah, I was in San Diego a couple of months ago and I heard Comic-Con is there every year. So I saw I went to go see like the big uh, thing. But yeah, no, definitely excited to go back to my conferences. Mine's are more like Tony Robbins personal development ones, but uh, definitely looking forward to getting back on the road. Awesome. Well, listeners, you can catch all the latest nerd news, reviews, and recommendations from video games, books, movies, television, cosplay, and more at thegameofnerds.com. We can also be found on all major social media like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and YouTube as The Game of Nerds. Make sure you are subscribed to The Game of Nerd podcast on Apple, Google, or Spotify. And remember, when you play for The Game of Nerds, you either level up or respawn. Happy New Year, nerds!